0: Data-sharing platform health Gorilla surveyed more than 1,200 individuals to gauge their opinions about the privacy of their health data and which companies should be allowed to access it. It found a vast majority of respondents expressed concerns about data breaches affecting their medical records. I'm Jay Carlyle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily. Thanks so much for joining us. On today's Encore episode, we revisit my August conversation with Health Guerrillas Chief Medical Officer Dr. Stephen Lane, who is also a practicing physician and a longtime advocate for protecting patient data. He's a member of the Health IT Advisory Committee through the Department of Health and Human Services Office of the National Coordinator. When we spoke this summer, Dr. Lane told me that the privacy of patient information is central to supporting interoperability and that protecting patient data has become a top concern for lawmakers.
1: The issue of, of patient privacy is, is critical. It's being discussed in Washington. It's being discussed at the state level. Laws are being passed in, in various jurisdictions to impact how data can and can't be shared. With the digital health revolution, we're seeing more and more participants in healthcare that are not covered by the traditional HIPAA laws. The Insurance Portability and Accountability Act of 1996, uh, which really governs so much of how we share health information between the HIPAA covered entities of, of payers and providers and the clearinghouses that help with their data exchange. So, you know, we have all these new actors and all these new uh, methods of exchange. And it's really important to, to understand how we're going to move forward in a modern digital health information sphere while respecting and protecting the privacy of individuals information
0: so this survey found that 95% of respondents reported varying levels of concerns over a potential data breach or a leak of their medical records and only 5% reported no concern at all and Perhaps this isn't a surprise, uh, but what does this signal to you about how patients are thinking about their data in an environment, as you said, that is changing rapidly?
1: I I think it's not a surprise, but as you observe, it's really significant that essentially everyone uh, is aware that their health data is at risk at some level. Back in the day, when your health information was kept on illegible scratches on pieces of paper in your doctor's office, you had a different sense of the privacy of that data. As we have digitized healthcare and over the past few decades, and as we've seen the entire digitization of our lives, we see all the time the impact of data breaches, the impact of the misuse of data. And of course, now there are all sorts of really concerted efforts to uh, pull out individuals' health information and potentially use that against them or or against providers. Uh, So I think 95%, that seems like the right number, right? To me, that's everyone. The 5% who answered that they had no concerns, they're Either they were mistaken when they read the question or they're not paying attention, because really everyone should be concerned for the privacy of their health information.
0: This is clearly top of mind for a lot of people. So when you asked respondents their thoughts about how companies handle their data, you know, what did they say? What were some of their concerns?
1: Well, you know, this was a a survey that was designed to be easily accessible and brief so that we could actually get some responses. So these were not deep probing interviews of people to to really get under, under the hood. But I think that there was an expressed concern that different holders of the data, could be trusted more or less than others uh, in particular there was a question about you know, big tech companies you know the, the amazons and googles and facebook's of the world and whether or not people felt comfortable with them being the place where their health data would be stored. Uh, And and the majority of people said, no, I mean, two thirds of people said, no, I don't feel comfortable with that, you know, that that I don't want my my pap smears or my STD results or my pregnancy information, you know, being kept at Google. And I would feel the same way. I mean, I didn't take the survey myself, but, you know, when I know how much data is shared on, on those platforms and used for different purposes, for advertising. Advertising, et cetera. Um, I think it's not surprising that there are those concerns. Uh, There was a question about whether a uh, program that was certified or supported by the government would be more or less trustworthy. Uh, Interestingly, people said, yeah, we felt 60% of people felt that they would be more confident in health data exchange if it was facilitated by government approved agencies. And I think, you know, we're in a tricky spot in this country. There's, there's some people who mistrust the government, you know, and would never want them to have anything to do with their information. And there are other people clearly a preponderance who do feel that, that having government involvement could be beneficial in this setting. And it's, you know, this whole question of what is the role of government versus private industry? And and really, all of us are after the same thing. We all want to get high quality, high value health care, and we want to have our privacy protected.
0: I'm glad you brought up that statistic that found that 60 percent of respondents said that they feel more confident in health data exchange facilitated by government approved entities. Health Guerrilla is one of the first six organizations approved by the Department of Health and Human Services as a qualified health information network under TEFCA, which is the Trusted Exchange Framework and Common Agreement, which is a 21st Century Cures Act requirement to create a so-called network of networks for sharing health data across the country. Uh, That was announced in January that you would be one of the first six QHINs. As someone who has been an advocate for interoperability for a large portion of your career, what is your assessment of where we are now on that
1: front? So interoperability as a term, as an effort, has really been going strong for the past 15 years. But the primary focus of our work over that time has really been on sharing data between providers to support the treatment of individuals. That's a very important use case. I'm a primary care doctor myself, and it's critical to me to be able to get information so that I can make good decisions and take good care of people. But that's not the only use case out there, right? I mean, there are so many other purposes of use beyond treatment. I mean, sharing data to support the payment for uh, healthcare, the the operations of the various entities that are involved in providing healthcare. Uh, we obviously just are coming through a pandemic that showed us the critical importance of sharing data between providers and individuals and public health to be able to take care of our, of our communities and populations. Uh, there are needs for benefits determination across the board, whether we're talking about public or private benefits, there's research. There, there are a multitude of use cases or purposes of use for data, most of which have not benefited from the progress that we've made in interoperability over the past 15 years. Uh, and then there are also lots of different stakeholder groups. Again, it's mostly the, the current exchange is mostly between providers and arguably payers, though the, the payer exchange is not as standardized or modernized at this point, point. Um, and patients are getting some of their data from some of their providers you know, through digital means. Uh, I was part of the team that stood up the very first patient portal 22 years ago. You know, So, I mean, this has been going on for some time, but we know that portals aren't the end-all be-all of patient data access. It's hard to aggregate your data, to utilize it, to help you make optimal health choices and choose providers or decide about treatment options, et cetera, we've got a long way to go. So so there is an an increasing need for a broader interoperability tool set that takes care of all of the various stakeholders in the the health and health care endeavors and has the kind of security and privacy protecting uh, methods that, that we all desire and deserve.
0: In that case, then, with all of the stakeholders involved, how do we guarantee the privacy of patient data?
1: Well, so there will never be a guarantee. Uh, all we can do is, you know, do what we can to focus on the major risks, you know, and then increasingly focus on the the more minor risks. Uh, you know, today the biggest breaches are probably happening through the same sort of cybersecurity events that we see in in all corners of our lives. You know, healthcare isn't at all protected. From from hacks and malware and worms and uh, you know ransomware and all of that. So uh, so I think that that's probably the biggest thing. There are also healthcare providers at, across the board. Whether you're talking about dentists, physicians, social workers, psychotherapists, have varying degrees of technology installation expertise you know, the money to, to put together the best systems and maintain them and, and then connect them to other systems to send and receive data in real time. I mean, these are huge challenges uh, and they have substantial costs involved. I mean, we, we came not so long ago from a world where all of this was non-integrated, where everyone had their own pieces of paper and and we stumbled around our uh, set of providers, you know, doing the best we could. And even today, some people carry stacks of paper and CD-ROMs with X-rays, you know, from one provider to another to try to hold their story together. Especially people who are burdened with, you know, severe illness, rare illness, et cetera. So I mean, the the opportunity to leverage the digital health information that we've been collecting for now. 20, 30 years, you know, and to do that in a way that respects the privacy and protects the security of that data is, is really critical. And, and as you were saying, I think that the TEFCA is a real positive step forward. We've done tremendous work in private industry with government support and some grants to the HIEs, some varying programs over the years that, that have continued to build on one another. But TEFCA and and the other changes that have come with the 21st Century Cures Act are, is really pretty dramatic. I mean, we are really looking at a paradigm shift. TEFCA being just one component of that. You know, the Trusted Exchange Framework is critical, but the other key pieces here are the advancing technology the FAST Healthcare Interoperability Resources or FHIR standard uh, for health data and health data exchange has now been, you know, growing over the past 10 years and has really reached a level of maturity where we can point to that and require that for increasing uh, types of data exchange between various various actors. The, uh, The requirements to share information without information blocking are another thing that came out of the 21st Century Cures Act and are just now coming online as we're starting to see enforcement of some of the the relevant actors in in the exchange of data. And that's going to also really continue to evolve over the next year or so as we finally see the definition of disincentives for providers who are are found to be blockers of information. Because what we've seen in, in the industry is it's the majority of the concerns about information blocking have to do with patients gaining access to their data providers. Um, so it's interesting. There's this, this push and pull where we want access to our data. We're frustrated when there's information blocking, yet we don't want that data to be misused, mishandled. We don't want it to go to others. So managing this, getting the right data to the right user at the right time with the right wrappers of security and convenience and workflow support it's it's a big challenge
0: that was dr stephen lane chief medical officer for health gorilla a digital health interoperability platform The company published a survey this summer highlighting individuals' concerns and priorities regarding their private health information. You can find a link to that survey at gisthealthcare.com. This episode first aired on September 5th. This has been Just Healthcare Daily from Kaufman Hall. I'm Jay Carlyle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the podcast. We'll be back with healthcare business and policy news updates tomorrow, as always, in 10 minutes or less. In the meantime, you can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at gisthealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Gist Weekly.